What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Well, here we go. After a long, hard season, we are finally to the Super Bowl. The big daddy of them all. Welcome into Bolt Brady and his bro. Let's chat. Super Bowl, Bolt. Well, long season or long weekend without the games on. Yeah, you're getting a little sneak peek here what it's going to be like after this thing's over. It kind of sucks. Oh, dude. And then in Northern California, we had this brutal rainstorm, so we didn't even have our flag football game to take the place of the NFL games. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. It uh, God, it felt like certain things were going to blow away. That thing was whipping so bad. <laughs> there was, uh, you know, our flag football got canceled, but um, another one in the area, uh, you had pointed it out that they played and. uh this lady that I work with, her kid played in, in that one, that towns. And, uh, she said like the, <laughs> the wind was blowing so badly, like the kids flags were blowing off and they had to put a fence down at the other side of the field, like to catch the flags and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe that wouldn't have been that much fun to play in. No, it said the gusts were up to like 56 mile an hour at times. And I looked in my backyard and I said, we got a trampoline. I, I kind of saw the thing like a third of the way up in the air. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I went through like this bench and some dumbbells on it. So it doesn't go over to the neighbor's yard. <laughs> I could take some things out. And someone's going to hit me up for some chips if I break their fence. No kidding. Like when you're when you play golf and you break the windows off the tee shot. You're, you're bad, bud, living off the, uh, the fourth <laughs> The fourth fairway there. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You're, you're right in the sliceroo zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of lame. No, no outdoor sports. Um, hoops still went on. And, you know, I still like to watch NBA and some college stuff, but definitely way more invested in NFL while it's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. But it did give me some time. I, I was reading up on some things. And how about, did you, did you read that? Um, this guy, he's like, uh, technology tycoon down silicon valley that he's going to start the olympics with and the guys can take steroids the guys and gals he's like feel free let's take the roids oh it's like a second thing you can compete in yeah no i haven't heard of that uh, yep and uh they're gonna do like track and field and swimming and they're encouraging the athletes to take steroids yeah, I think that's a little bit like the uh, MLB and NFL and uh, NBA already are, just a little more hidden. <laughs> well, so anyway, that's kind of nutty. He said he's already got like 800 athletes that are like, let's do it. Um, so that'll be kind of legit, like to see the guys in track and field that admit to taking the roids, like, are they going to be faster? You know, Well, they- for sure, because some of those guys would get caught, it was like Ben Johnson or whoever from Canada, and then like... They'd hit the world record, and then they have to they have to take it away from them. Yeah, well, um, but I guess you know within this article there was a stat that said that forty four percent of Olympic athletes admit to taking some form of enhancement. That's that is illegal for them to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that's you know that's not hard to tell when you see these guys that are super or gals that are super yoked, um, just these muscles just bulging out. Well, and some of them are more discreet, you know, like a Lance Armstrong, where it kind of helps like your respiratory and your breathing. You know, right. You don't look huge, but it helps your performance. Yeah, it did. Wow. Big Lance. 
That was kind of a fall for grace there. Dude, that stuff's out there everywhere. You know, that I don't know how many eyeballs that thing will get. I mean, it'd kind of be more interesting for like a weightlifting competition or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it I mean now no one has to hide it. They come on out and this guy's and apparently this guy says, you know, he's like 56. I guess he takes them, he says, to help with the aging process. He's like it's kind of, he's kind of doing it to bring it to the light like how it's good for you. Is it the old Balco guy? Mm-mm. Barry Bonds buddy? No, his name's like <laughs> his name's like P- Peter Thiel. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. That's correct or not? T H I E L. Huh. He was like part of he was like an early investor in PayPal and Facebook and stuff. So the guy's poor George. Yeah. He's just got stupid money, so he's like let me start an Olympics where you can take roids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard how many eyeball, eyeballs were on those those football games, and like the conference championship ones, both averaged over fifty six million like viewers. Yeah, so it just blows the other sports away. Well, and and this is how it blows it away. So the World Series, every one of the games combined didn't match that. Can't can't match like the the fifty six million. If wow. You, yeah, you add every game together. In fact. I don't even know if you add every game together if it even matches a regular NFL game. That's how that's how bad it is. No, you know and what we saw the thing on on the average to take like a a family of four to an NFL game right now is like six hundred and fifty bucks. What a joke for tickets, parking, you know, a couple brews and some food. It's like you're spending at least six fifty. So, but the NFL was like, you know, unfortunately, it has kind of trickled up where we don't want it to be. But as long as we have the eyeballs on the TV, the TV, we're good to go, right? And that's been like baseball strategy and stuff too. They don't, they don't even care if people are there. They just want those local TV contracts. Yeah, well, people aren't at the baseball games. I mean, you know, when I look at a game that's on like Thursday, and even like if the Yankees are in town, you looking right behind the home plate and it's like their seats missing all over the place <laughs> empty well like, especially like oakland days you know there's like four thousand people there well right but i'm like even when even when the yanks come into town to some of these places i'm like what's it like when the white Sox come in or you know someone without the name like then no one goes the third baseman can just hear you yelling stuff easily him. easily he can yeah <laughs> nice fit bro you cranking the bruise last night <laughs> yep Speaking of cranking the brews, I wonder who's cranking them in Las Vegas right now for the Super Bowl. Which players have been taking it out? The dudes that aren't getting any run. Well, yeah, that's the thing. But then it's like, which guys that are getting the run? Speaking of the brews, did you see about uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad? Mm, yeah, he's definitely having a few brews. He had the Coors Light open in the uh, cup holder. It, it, so <laughs> while he was driving, yeah. Well, so you know, we should. And pro- it was the tall can. Wow. So maybe not everyone heard what happened, but Patrick Mahomes' dad got a DWI. Um, and so you're saying that when they pulled him over, he had the Coors Light in the car. And this is his third third offense mm-hmm. driving under the influence. Right. So the uh, the last time, I guess he the second time he spent forty days in jail for it. Yeah, and it said he was allowed to to do it on the weekends. You know, I'm sure uh, his son Patrick's getting him some pretty good lawyers here. They fight for the best thing that they can. So he got the 40 hours, but he was doing it on the weekends. No, 40 days. Sorry, 40 days. Yeah, but he he could serve it on the weekends. Well, dude, that's a lot. I mean, Jiminy Christmas, 20 weekends in a row. So that's five months. Um. Of 
you know, every weekend going to the slammer and hanging out. Would you do that or go 40 straight nights? Ugh, dude, I would do neither. <laughs> like I, I would I would take off to South America or something. Mm. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he I got he got like one in oh eight, one in nineteen, and then he just got this bad boy, which is sweet timing for his son. <laughs> Well, so I was thinking about that. And I'm like, well, is this a distraction for Patty? And, you know, only Patrick really knows that. But it sounds like this has been going on for a while. So I think that, you know, if it was like a first time offense or something like that, maybe. But it sounds like, you know, his, his pops has been kind of come across this before. So I don't think it would really be that much of a distraction. And then I start thinking about that. Remember, it was the same Super Bowl. Uh, the Niners versus the Chiefs when Andy Reid's son was going through all that legal battles. Mm, yeah, he he was drinking and driving and hit somebody. Yeah, hit hit like a parked car on the side of the highway. Um, and I was thinking then that had to be a distraction. I mean, it had to be. But somehow they powered through and won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about killing someone with Reid's son. This one's not as traumatic uh you know the look of his dad he looks like he kind of whacks him back or does maybe some worse stuff like regularly <laughs> he just looks a little disheveled uh and the son, the brother gets in trouble so yeah this is it's not new to patrick it's just unfortunate for him it's just like that he answered one question and just said it's a family issue you know we're just gonna kind of leave it at that right come on i mean the guy who asked the question you think he's really going to get into it right sure let's talk about my dad for a second <laughs> Well, when I was 10, I mean, come on. Patty goes, let's move on. I'm ready to play some ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard they were kind of asking Patrick, uh, you know, the relationship with Kelsey. And where did it start? And, you know, has it always been good? And he's like, you could tell he was a good dude right away. He kind of came up and said, what's up to me? And, you know, he'd been in the league like three years before him. Yeah. So he was starting to perform. But he's like, it was really cool. He asked uh, my wife, you know, at the t- I don't know if they were married yet. But he's like, he asked Brittany and I if we wanted to go to a Royals game with them. So the three of us went to a Royals game and just, you know, we've hit it off ever since. Nice. Usually, I mean, you know, it's pretty every quarterback is going to have his guy that he's throwing to. I mean, on every team, you know, even down to high school, college, or whatever, you know, the, the quarterback's going to have typically, you know, one of his buds is going to be a guy he's throwing to. Trav was getting in good with him early. He's like, dude, just throw me the pill. Right. And he's like, I've got no problem throwing you the pill if you concentrate, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm in. I balled for you against the Ravens. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, I saw that the Niners weren't having it with their playing field, their practice field. Yeah. It kind of kept picking up steam. You know, I don't know if it was just the day before yesterday or yesterday. They kind of kept talking about it and. Yeah, it seems like the Chiefs did get the better draw. You got like the field that's already there and established. You got the Raiders practice facility. And then you're throwing us at UNLV and you're throwing the sod over the turf. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? The yeah. sod over the turf. And then, you know, they asked Goodell last night at his Super Bowl presser, you know, what's going on. He's like, you know, look, this isn't like something we just think of willy nilly. And we did this like last week. He's like, we have guys since December inspecting like Super Bowl towns. He's like, the sod was put over it recently, but he's like, guys from the Player Association, all of our turf and sod experts, all these guys go look at it and they have to sign off on it. He's like, 
there's a firmness rating. It's it's like at a five, and you know, I yeah, it was like a fifty, and the Niners like it when it's at a seventy or something. He's like, like that. I, it's a little softer than what they'd like. He's like, but it, it passed every inspection that we've put it through. Wow. So I think Shanahan even's like, this is you know, let's stop talking about this. We're going to use it. You know, we're moving forward. Right. <laughs> it's just funny how something like that gets out and just snowballs because there's you're not really talking about the game for five days. Like, what else can we talk about here? Right. Is that is that how long the Super Bowl row row is? I guess it's Monday through the Super Bowl. I guess I don't know. You know, we we were kind of talking about some people they send down there, and you know, McCaffrey's mom has like her podcast, and so she chits about stuff. Did you see? She was saying she couldn't afford like a suite. Did you see that? No. She's like, you know, even money bags Christian and his, his girlfriend Olivia, you know, sh- they can't whip out their money bags. They cost so much this year. She's like, I don't know if it's the Vegas effect or Taylor Swift's driving them up. She's wow. Like, she goes, they're ridiculous. So she's like, we kind of fight and clawed to get eight seats, like in one section. Where wow. We were by each other. And she's like, Christian's friends aren't even like going to go because it's such a ripoff. They're going to just have a watch party. Yeah. And then so obviously something came out the next day because Christian's girlfriend, um, Olivia, she's like a, an Instagram. She has a lot of followers and, and can do post for money, too. So you could tell she's like, hey, you know, Lisa McCaffrey, I got you covered. Happy birthday. You know, thanks, 360 Suites or whoever it was. So you could tell the company stepped in and provided it if she kind of blew them up on. Oh, um, really? And so now they have the box. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, good for them. But I, they were saying that the prices were 1.2 mil to like 2.4 mil for the the fat boxes, like with the bathroom and the server. Come on. Mm-hmm. Wow, get serious with that. So even Christian's like, dude. I love my high school buddies and stuff, but I'm not going to drop like 1.2 here. <laughs> Dude, just think how much the uh, everything is in vague then. Like the strip clubs and the drinks and all that just times it by five. Oh, dude, just to get like the the Escalade ride or whatever down the street, they just triple that. <laughs> or they go into the strip clubs and these guys that are in town and they sit down and the ladies are like, hi, would you like a lap dance? 250 bones for a song. Ha! And these guys go, what? And they go, it's the Super Bowl. Let's crank it up. They go, I'm tuned, no problem. <laughs> Just give me your credit card. I'll take care of it over here. Guy goes, no problem. And he he wakes up the next morning to American Express calling him up going, there's a small amount of chips that were charged on this. What's the spearmint rhino? He goes, I signed that thing left-handed. That wasn't me. <laughs> he didn't even sign it. The lady friend signed it. He goes, gee, I don't remember getting home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're letting it rip. I mean, dude, those people, those people off the strip or on the strip, wherever, they can make a killing this week. They make their money for the year. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. They're pumped. Vegas is pumped that it's coming there. Yeah. Yeah. The storm, back to that storm, but it canceled like the Pebble Beach finish, you know, the golf they had to call off that Sunday. Um, so I was looking for some golf. I watched Liv. Liv was on. They were down in Mexico. And that went to a playoff, but now Liv is in Las Vegas this week. Oh, wow. While the Super Bowl is there. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're going to be playing second fiddle. Well, for sure. I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there viewing, but it's interesting they're there. Yeah. 
I saw something interesting about football. You know, um, PFF, that grading system, I think you were chitting about it a few weeks ago. Pro football focus. Right. And so they, it, for those of you that don't know, it's like, well, they do several things, but they basically, when you watch the TV and it says Micah Parsons, third rated linebacker out of 55 starters, they're the ones that come up with those numbers and they, they rank every player, every play. Um, they've got guys and gals that sit there and do this. Um, and so anyway, Chris Collinsworth, I guess, um, you know, he got involved with it like, uh, seven years ago. And, um, and I knew he was involved, but I didn't know how much. And so, cause he was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I could take this to NBC. You know, I could make this blow up. And so Chris invested, uh, six million bucks in it. Um, and now they do it for colleges and every NFL team hires them to come in with this grading system. And so Chris's six mil is worth a hundred and six mil now. Wow. Um, yeah. So I was like, wow, that worked out for big Chris. Do they show those, those, I mean, I always see it on those Sunday night games or it's like, you know, number two, uh, right. Do they do that on the other networks now or do they just do that for him? I do not know the answer to that. If it's just NBC or not. Um, one of the things that was interesting though is they they were talking about an example where this one guy in like 2016 or no, yeah, like it was a while ago, it was like seven or eight years ago, he led the league in uh, quarterback sacks. Um, played for the Falcons, I can't remember his name, but anyway, um, but he was still ranked the 32nd linebacker in the NFL, even though he had 16 sacks and led the led the whole NFL in sacks. And you're like, wait, what's going on? How's this guy lead the NFL in sacks and he's ranked this low? Well, because when you break down the tape, a lot of the sacks, like another D lineman forced him right into it. He didn't have to do anything. Um, or he like rushed the quarterback and there wasn't a blocker there and he, you know, drilled the the quarterback and stuff like that so they factor all that stuff into it into their ratings yeah if you're opposite like a miles garrett or someone who gets all the attention you're just like yeah cakewalk in for all these little ankle sacks right exactly a little different so they factor those things in but a lot of guys use them for negotiations too you know they're like hey i'm a baller why don't you check with big pff here they rank me this that's like uh, they should have checked with us on Jordan Poole. It's a little easier to hit those three balls when everyone's doubling Steph and, mm. and you get the open kick out. Well, no kidding. And then when you're the guy, we'll catch you later, bud. Well, yeah, you will. Or, you know, uh, I mean, Big Clay Tomps made a career next to Big Steph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into hoops here in a few weeks. Yes, we will. 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time's for New Year's resolution check-in with our friends at Manscaped. It's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now it's your time to get a grip on your grooming with an exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use our code BOLT, B-O-L-T, and you'll get a 20% off and free shipping. The ball is dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Let's get back to the show. So maybe we should start talking about the big daddy here. Sure. 
Well, there's some cool stats here. Um, there's this dude that uh, works with the Action Network, um, Evan Abrams, and uh, he's got some sweet articles. Like he pulls these cool nuggets out, um, like against the spread and statistics and stuff. So, like one of them was whichever team enters the Super Bowl with the better record on the season. So, like KC won eighty percent of their games this year. San Fran won 84% of them. The team with the better record entering the Super Bowl is 1 in 14 against the spread. Really? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I saw um the Niners have been favored in every single game they've played this year. Yep, that does not happen very often. I think the last time was the Kansas City Chiefs in 2021. Uh, and it said they lost the Super Bowl that year. That must have been to Tom. Mm-hmm. I think they said going back, the team that when it's happened, like they haven't won, they haven't won the championship. Yeah, well, so you know, kind of on that topic. Remember, I was like, how did this line get to where it is? Where it's San Fran minus the two, and a lot of it is you know factored in with stats like that where they were you know because I've I've done some research on this to try to you know get. How, how are we coming up exactly with this number? Because frankly, it's you know mind boggling to me that the nines are minus two, and it's li- literally because of the power rankings. Like during the season, um, you remember that they they were pounding teams, like beating them by the double digit, and so they were ranked the, the you know in people's power rankings. I don't personally do the power rankings; mine's more of like the eye test and stuff, um, but. They have the power rankings of the Niners power ranked higher than everyone. And, you know, one game or two games isn't going to shake their power rankings. And so regardless of what's happened in the playoffs, which you can agree or disagree with, um, they they say, hey, we're not really, you know, factoring in two games of the playoffs that much. The Niners are still ranked like in people's power rankings better than the Chiefs. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You got to go off what you kind of watched, you know, most recently and like who they did it against has to factor in. I mean, you know, like during the regular season, you have to factor it in. Like sometimes teams get smoked, right? And then the next team, next week, people are like, wow, this squad, this squad's awesome, like the Cowboys or something. And then the Cowboys just totally crap the bed. But in this situation, yeah, you have to kind of look at it in the playoffs and say, okay, what's happened? Why has this happened? You know, um, in the Chiefs case, like, for example, dude, the biggest 409 of the entire season, Big Kadarius Tony. I mean, we don't need to see that guy making any airs anymore because they go, hey, bud, we're not even going to put you on the active roster right now. <laughs> Did you see that? Did he not make the Super Bowl one for uh, sure? Dude, I don't think so. And, um, he was barking, you know, because they... Oh, about the injury. Yeah, he's like, they're making up injuries with me, and Andy Reid had to defend it. Well, and you know what? And what Andy really wanted to say is go, hey, Tony, if you want, I can tell everyone you suck, and we don't want you out there. I'm trying to protect you here, bud. Yeah. Get a clue, guy. <laughs> I mean, you lost like two games for the Chiefs by yourself. The pick off the hands to Detroit, and then the Kelsey play, obviously, when you weren't lined up correctly... I mean, they didn't have that many losses, and you've got two of them. So they got rid of him. 
Sky Moore, they said peace out to, to he's like on the um, practice squad. Mm-hmm. Um, who's some of the other garbage receivers they had? So they go, hey, scoot over. You're gone. Rice, get ready to play some ball. We know you're the rookie. And then Kelsey says, all right, guys, farting games is over. Farting giggles is over with. I'm ready to play some games now. They go, Bolt, can you get out to Vegas? We can throw you on a 10-day here. Yeah, I don't know if I quite have the speed like I used to though. Just first but, possessions. But, yes, I, I could I could probably do I could do some five yard crossing patterns over the middle and and it's guaranteed if the ball comes my direction that it's gonna get caught. Right. I, I can guarantee you that. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it after I catch it, but it will get caught. Just kind of that the Wells Welker secure it, kind of go down, yep. just get tapped on the back. <laughs> yeah, move the chains, <laughs> give it the point. Um, speaking of those type of receivers, Edelman, um, they were talking about like these, you know, people on the show might want to vote for or try to put money on who's going to be the MVP and stuff like that. Uh, so the last two receivers are Edelman and Cup. Um, that won the MVP from the Super Bowls. And then the running backs go all the way back to the 90s. Yeah, it wasn't like mid-90s? Yeah, or- big big Emmett Smith won it. Um, and then uh, Davis for the Broncos. Um, those oh, were the, Terrell, yeah. Those were the last two running backs. So it's almost always a quarterback that wins it. Hmm. Yeah. I, quickly on the, the running back. You know how they're like, oh, the, the time of the running back's gone and you know they don't want to pay him anymore but big harbaugh you know just got the chargers job and they they're saying he's uh he's kind of maybe thinking about going for saquon barkley yeah i i saw something about that that's smart yeah he's like you know eckler eckler's fine but he's like dude give me someone kind of pounded here because running the ball is so big for someone like his system so i forgot about eckler well eckler goes wow this is awesome i guess that shows what coach thinks about me well i think he only came back on a one-year deal i think so Oh, okay. So he might be free agent. Yep. Um, here's some other cool stats. So how about the the Chiefs have scored on their last eight straight opening drives in the playoffs? Good try, guys. Just points in general? So the last eight games in a row in the playoffs, they've scored on their opening drive. Mm-hmm. That means Patty's got it. He comes down, and they get either a field goal or a touchdown on that very first drive. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to like with him, obviously, and then um, just ball security has been so big with him lately, especially at the last two. I don't think he's thrown a pick last year or this year in the playoffs. I think you have to go back to the the Bengals game when they beat him to to move on to play the Rams. Mm. Was the last time Patty threw a pick in the playoffs? Well, the, I think the only times that Patty's lost in the postseason was that game, right, against the Bengals, and then. Uh, Obviously, to Tom in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I was kind of looking at these things. Where, I'm, well, so how about this? Patty has played um, 101 games as the favorite. He's the favorite in the ball game. Only 12 games has he been a dog uh, in his career. You might wonder what his spread is as the dog, and it's 10 1 and 1 against the spread. Hmm, <laughs> Patty. Yeah, what kind of game you think we're looking at here, like score wise? Well, let me tell you who I think you can count on for balling, okay? Because a lot of times, you know, <laughs> you'd like to think you can count on the whole squad, but you can't. And so from the Chiefs, there's two guys I know you can count on to ball in that game. It's, of course, Patty. Like, he's – isn't that sweet? Like, I'm, And what I mean by that is, like, 
he's not going to screw the game up for you. He's going to ball. That is guaranteed. And then the other guy might but not might not be known to as many people, but his name is Chris Jones. And that guy wrecks havoc in the middle of the defensive line. Um, we've been talking about him for a few years, but those two, I know they're going to ball. Like, you don't have to worry about them. Like, even if Chris Jones was like, hey, guys, I'm rolling out to the strip club night before the game, I'd be like, all right, Chris, do what you got to do, bud. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. And I know Chris is going to ball. And then on the other side of the of the coin, the big Niners, CMC is going to ball. That's guaranteed. Like, you don't have to worry about that guy not getting ready to play. And then the other guy is Big Debo. Big Debo's going to ball, too, if he can stay on the field and not get hurt. Yeah, he, he's just the one that comes up gingerly more than not. It's like he just needs to keep playing through some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about it's his style of play. So those four guys are going to ball. Uh, the thing is, is like, okay, well, they're props. Like, do I think their props are going to go over? Not necessarily. Like CMC, I think his rush yards is like 90. His receiving yards is 33. Oh, I take the receiving and take the under on the rushing. Yeah, yeah, because I think that, you know, the Chiefs probably know. I mean, who are we going to lean on here more? The guy that's only been playing quarterback in the NFL for two years or big CMC? You know, they're going to – so I think Kansas City is going to be kind of paying attention to CMC. I could see Debo, you know, getting loose a little bit. I I like, like, Debo's rushing stats. I don't know what his over-unders are on that. Uh, But then – I do think uh, I do think Patty though. The one thing that I, I look at this, I'm like, well, how is Patty lost? And he's only lost to like complete ballers in the postseason. Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, I can't believe I took Patty in that Super Bowl. I looked at the last 13 Super Bowls, and I'm nine and four. And one of the losses that I had is when Patty went up against Tom. And I'm like, that was stupid. Like Tom's at home. He played in his own stadium. Like, come on. So that wasn't even like a neutral game for Patty because that Super Bowl was played in Tampa that year. But they had a great defense. So my question for you is, do you think the Niners have a great defense? Because the other Super Bowls that I lost is when Tom lost to the Giants mm-hmm. uh, and against Eli, and that's just incredible. But it obviously wasn't Eli. It was the Giants' defense. So the only way you stop these incredible quarterbacks is like remember when Patty lost to Tampa Bay like his O line couldn't block anyone. No, that was they had they had to address that really quick in the off season because they're like this isn't going to work if we don't give this guy time. Right, and so that's what I I think that's kind of where the handicap starts is who you think is going to win this game is like do you think the or do you think the Niners are going to you know cause problems for Patrick on defense. Um, and and I'll, I'll stop there and I'll end that as a, with a question mark for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they can, I think that there's a lot of eyeballs on them to step up cause they know they need them in this game, but it's like looking back on the, the Tom versus Eli thing. You're like, no way Eli beats him here. That That's the one thing that does give me a little pause is, is, is I'm like, you know, they're so good as a team, the Niners and everyone wants to downplay Brock as, as the game manager, which I don't think is fair narrative for that guy. I think he's he's good and getting better. He's a little more mobile than people want to give him credit for. I just you know if I'm gonna pick a squad, you know I I'm leaning with Patrick. I just there's a little hesitancy based on some of those ones where 
I thought Tom was a lock and the Giants beat him twice. Well, and that's what I mean. But the Giants had like these incredible defenses that, that we overlooked. But I mean, the Niners, it's not as good as, as three or four years ago when they played him in, in the Super Bowl, but it's, it's still a really good, you know, what are they? They're top five NFL defense. Right. But a lot of that was like, a lot of that stats was made up in like the first 80% of the season. You know, like how do you think the Niners have done like the last 20% of the season? I mean, but then we can go like, what's, what's Kansas city's offensive rank? It's like, we're, well, we're just giving Patrick all the credit in the world here, which, which he should get. And it's a huge stage, which he does well on. But if I'm going to look at the rankings, it's like Kansas city's offense is ranked kind of piss. Well, not the last 20% though. Sure. Yeah. 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 If we, if we go more recent, but my, my, my point is being that I think, you know, yeah, everyone talks about Patty and everyone talks about the Niners. I think people should look at the other side of the ball and take a look at the defenses. And so how about the Kansas city chiefs? They have not given up 28 points all year. 28 points or more all year. And I think only four teams got above 20 on them. So I think this defense is seriously underrated. We kind of led, you know, we, we touched on this a few weeks ago. Um, clearly, you know, they shut down the Ravens and, you know, they went into Buffalo. See you later, Josh. Went in to Baltimore. See you later, Lamar. Come on. I mean, these guys aren't going to finish the deal now. It was like last year. Remember last year when we took Kansas City, and I'm like, are people going to really want to say I could have gotten two points with Patrick Mahomes? Hmm. Well, deja vu, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And let me give you a few more stats before we take off. You probably know which team I'm taking here. But last time, remember when Patty had to make the comeback against the Nines? How about he had two interceptions and he got sacked four times, and he still won the ball game. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. No, the, the O-line's been short up. And he's also a little bit wiser in terms of getting rid of the ball and how long he holds it. Right. Well, he's older now. Yeah. Yeah, this is his fourth Super Bowl. Hello. I mean, that plays into that. You have to take that in consideration also. Yeah, he's not as nervous going to bed for this one and stuff as like Brock is. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, one of my buds was like, well, everyone's on Kansas City because like 70% of the people are on Kansas City right now. And then I said to him, and I go, well, is that really the public, though? I mean, who do you know in the public that bets like 10 days, two weeks before the Super Bowl starts, right? Most people wait until the day before or the day of. Even that contest that you and I are in, you know, and it's uh, where you bet the whole season and um, there's like 30 people left in the league. Maybe there's 20 people left in the league out of like 90. And I put my bet in like six days ago. And I looked today, and still no one has put a bet in. So my my response back to my buddy was, I don't think that that's the public that's putting their bet in. So then you wonder, what's the most people have bet on a team? 68% of the people took the Patriots over the Rams when the Patriots won 13-3. to That was an incredible Super Bowl. That was legit. Mm-hmm. 68% also took the Broncos over Seattle when Seattle crushed them 43-8. to and unfortunately, I was one of those 68% oh. that took the Bronx. That was horrible. <laughs> um, that the was first snap over the head. Into the end zone for the safety. Yeah. I mean, wow, is the ball game over with right there. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going with Patrick again, plus two. 
against the nines. I mean, I was surprised this line even came out that way. That's, I mean, I think that the Chiefs should be favored. And I just think it's not because of Patty. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's great. Their defense is highly underrated right now. And yep. it showed. And the statistics show. Yeah. No, I, I when this came out, that's that's kind of where my eyeballs went. And, and it hasn't changed. So I'm with you. I, I like Kansas City. And I don't know how you don't give them the risk of even just letting the roll the dice with them on this one. Yeah. I mean, I... I have you heard anyone say that they like the Niners, like even on TV and stuff? Not a ton, which, you know, we, typically we don't usually love when that happens. No, we don't love that at all. That's why I wanted to look into it, and I got that 68%. You know, I'm like, okay, well, at least 68% of the people were on Pat, I mean, uh, on Tommy against the Rams. So it does, you know, you can get the W. And I think closer to game time, it will go down from the 70%. There will be more are nine those, money. Are those casino numbers, or is that like factoring in FanDuel and all these places people bet now? Yeah, supposedly it factors in like ten different sports books, um, and you know, it's it's not my my numbers; it's someone else's. So you never know, right? But yeah, it's supposed to factor in like ten of the biggest sports books around. There are some big bets that came in though. Someone did throw a million bucks on the Niners already. Mm-hmm. Someone actually put a hundred thousand dollars on the coin flip already too. Tails, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, some, man, someone, someone's, <laughs> someone's not worried about it. I guess when they do that. <laughs> what do you? So if someone comes in and hammers the line on the Chiefs, you know, the day before, what you think it'll? It, it won't go more than like a plus one or a pick them. Well, so that's a good question. The the um, there's so much public money in the Super Bowl that uh, it, the public money far outweighs the um, the whales. Yeah, well, or the smart money, quote unquote, smart money. So um, yeah, the there's so much public money that gets in on. That. I mean, I saw like something like twenty six percent of adults gamble on the Super Bowl this year. You know, with yeah. the squares or I already whatever. bought my squares from my So neighbor. did I. Yep. So did I. And I never win those bad boys, by the way. No. <laughs> I mean, mine is a donation. I, I never even get close. They're, you know, I always get the crappiest numbers, like eight and eight. Sweet. When's that going to happen? Yeah. Or I mean, not eight and eight. Six and six. They said a, a five hit last year for like the Chiefs. They had thirty five, and the, and the five was really rare to hit. It's like two point six percent. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You got the percentage on it. I like it. Yeah, they were showing it. So one thing that I'll end on that you want to take into consideration is you know you want to bet if you do the props, you want to do the yes nos like or over under. You don't want to do like. Debo MVP one, you know, one in 14 chance because if they have Debo at one in 14, the real odds should be like one in 24. And you don't want to do the needle in the haystack. Like, um, the score is going to end up, you know, the margin of victory is one to seven. Like, none of those. I mean, you can have fun with them, but I'm saying if you really want to try to win money, it's over unders, yes, no's. Yep. I like it. Uh, I'm with you. I'm taking the plus two Chiefs here for sure. I think the uh, the cousins in KC will appreciate that from us. Yep, they sure will. But I can't wait to watch this bad boy. Uh, we still have flag football. They don't postpone that just because it's Super Bowl Sunday. So no, we'll, we got our own Super Bowl. We'll get that in, and then we will head off and watch the game with the rest of you. But looking forward to it. We're going to come at you guys next week, uh, next Tuesday for a wrap-up. Yep, with uh, the recap. So we'll chit, we'll chit how it all went down, but... 
Enjoy. Have a few brews or water or Diet Coke like me, and uh, we can chat next Tuesday with you guys. And take the Ubers after the party. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya.